ever. Yeah, because we just got done listening to that Eddie Rabbit album, right? That was horrible. It was, it, well, it, yeah. Again, that was I, horrible. I, there is no possible way I paid any money for it unless I bought like a box of records at a garage sale Eddie and it was part of it. Yeah. I think it has been, that was an elimination listening. Yeah, I think you should just... I don't even need to try the other side. No, you really don't. You're done with that record yeah, now. I'm you done know. with it. One, one side, plenty. Yeah. Like you said, like that that is the advantage of a radial arm as opposed to a yeah, tangential can. is you can... Across it. But yeah. like I also said, not at the price of a decent stylus. Let me guess. There wasn't I Love a Rainy Night or Driving My Life Away on it. I, Those are the two uh, big Eddie Rabbit songs. Right. <laughs> but he had to look them up. He had I to know, look right? them up. He cheated. You and I, well, we were having the We had the adult conversation. And, and we don't, we will never my know. My phone was out here. I had the smart we one like, where I just said, me, computer, let's go ahead, <laughs> yeah. let's take a look. Does this it is have either the, of these no, two songs? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Be English terrible. about it. We Put were those two fingers up. We were in the kitchen chatting and, and making tea and and checking on dinner and stuff, and had the same conversation. Rupert literally reached into his pocket, touched his phone. We both looked at each other. Rupert went, "Nope, I'm not even." I was like, "You're right. It's yeah, not no, even." B. And we moved away like yeah. grown men. You, however, there you go. Charged in hundred miles. So, so hour. who's who's been watching the riots in Paris? Oh Jesus! Is that I a beautiful thing or what? I saw you already. <laughs> I, I fucking love it. I love it. It's like they're rioting over the fuel in Paris. It's just it's just fantastic to me, <laughs> and you know, because it's great. Because like if you go to the Guardian website, there's this, is this commie UK paper. They got like twenty zillion videos of it, and it's just beautiful. Because like those French. They got 20 zillion of those water cannon trucks. The water cannons are intriguing. Oh, that's a you know, beautiful like, thing. That is that is a mildly reason. Although they can really hurt them. Like, you can break reels oh. and stuff. They're not going to kill them oh. most of the time. It's a reasonable way to get a crowd to disperse. And it's fun. I <laughs> It's like a giant super soaker. Well, that's the that thing. Tell that's me <laughs> if you didn't have one, you wouldn't use it. Oh. Okay? Well, here, here's we already a, know about you. Here's I, the, I, you I know. strap it to my deck. Get but you know, when, whenever they get done with these riots, they always talk about, but, 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 but Jean-Claude, what about the cost? And it's like, yeah, sure, you got some businesses that were destroyed. You got a few people killed or injured or something like that. And then the next thing they go on to is the police overtime. All right, that, there are some jobs you do not have to pay for. Photographer, playboy, driving the back of the fire truck. You don't have to pay people to do those jobs. Okay, working oh, the water cannon. You're getting fucking overtime for that. Are you shitting me? That, you don't have to pay people to do that. I'll drive in. Well, you know, how much did you guys spend on three bullets of fifty caliber? Yeah, twenty bucks. Okay, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Three bullets. Twenty bucks. You got to ride. You got to ride on an empty horse. I'll get on that horse with a polo mat and ride through the ride. I know you would trip over your own. I'll pay you to do it. You would trip over your own dick. Just have the money. Please let me do this one time. You're sitting in a fucking tank with a water cannon. It's not like you're killing anybody. You're but it's the next best thing. Mostly <laughs> because I have headphones in, aren't you? That's right. But like seriously, like <laughs> what what what, what <laughs> is this fucking bullshit police overtime over that? They should be paying for this entertainment. Well, look at the that's j- the French shooting some French, French guy in the head with a water cannon. <laughs> oh sign, my god! Sign me up. Sign <laughs> me beautiful. up. I'm gonna charter a plane. We'll all go over there. <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd just be a beautiful thing. And the fact that they're rioting about right, fuel well, taxes okay, so for the Paris Climate I, Accords. I did get that to play, I love. I did get to play with a water cannon once. Really? So if you go to Legoland, California. Legoland, California is an amusement park. If you don't know, there's Legolands all over the planet. They're all amusement parks. They all are built heavily on human power. So what they've got is this giant wall of fake burning building, right? And you've got a, you know, the old cartoon train track thing where one person pumps on one side, the other person pumps on the other side, seesaw-like, to get yeah. the little thing to move mm-hmm. forward. To so you, two people have to do that to yeah. get the cart to move forward. And then they have to do that once they get to the place because it hooks up to a water reservoir where another person operates the water cannon and puts out the faux fire on the faux Lego You know what? Building. I'd rather just use a water cannon to shoot people. No, I want an actual it water cannon. It was a cannon. real water cannon. I was just I waiting for somebody people. to walk out for maintenance or something. No, I want a real water cannon and, like, actual <laughs> French people targets. Yes. That's what I want. And I want a goddamn eclair. I'm firing them. Sitting there eating the other one. Oh, my a God. A water cannon, actually, if you can build one, I bet it's almost impossible to make illegal. It's just a... You, I can get you a water cannon. Isn't it just... It's called a pressure washer. It's a pressure washer. It's a whole bunch of them. It's a whole bunch of them. Just get... Ooh, no, we can make a Gatlin a, gun. It's just a fire hose. It's the fire hose. That's all it is. You get an industrial just, power one. We you hook it up, up and like split it off into three. Yeah. You have one machine, split it off into three. It's just so high pressure that you still have 200 PSI coming to that fucking thing. No, but those aren't high volume. Yeah, but it would hurt like a motherfucker and they'd get off your lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I want the water cannon where when you aim it at somebody's head, it's like a giant ball of water instead of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably with them yelling in French. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah. We're against the Paris <laughs> We're against the oh, Paris shit. Climate Accords, yeah. but we will still hold it over your head. Hey shit, dude, <laughs> our president is against the Paris Climate Accords. I know, that's why we don't have riots over here over it. Because like, you know, we could really have a riot. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, we need a new Rodney King. (laughs) Then we get a riot. No, we don't need another one. Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, we are Ruined Heroes, a free weekly and self-produced podcast wherein the three of us irreverently discuss a topic of societal renown. I, Tyler, study like a guy running numbers. John. I'm sitting here next to Mr. Mustache and Big Sexy. (laughs) And Rupert. Runs the verbal water cannon of this department. (laughs) Please subscribe and leave good ratings and reviews on whatever podcast feed you get us through. It helps others find us. If you'd like to interact with us, we are RuinedHeroesPod at gmail.com, as well as easily found on Facebook and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. If you feel like donating to the cost of the podcast, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash RuinedHeroes. It is a monthly subscription. As I said, subscribe. Just a buck a month, you start getting additional content. You can also make a one-off donation or buy a t-shirt on our website, RuinHeroes.com. There are also downloads of older episodes. Thank you to those of you who do help. It's not a telescope. No, I can see John looking into his (laughs) microscope. (laughs) Like a visual periscope effect. (laughs) Thank oh, you for man. taking care Hi, of Hi, Rupert. Hi, Rupert. <laughs> quite enough. So what you're doing is looking at my when you do that. Yeah. Hello, right. yeah, so hello, 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 hello.
So I love a rainy night because <laughs> I love a rainy night. <laughs> the intro. This week's topic took on the quote quote biggest accounting operation of all time at the time that they did it. It's been bigger since. The biggest accounting operation of all time. Yep. Hitler's final solution? <laughs> uh, no, they had to count more people in than that. Mm-hmm. Ever onward, ever onward, that's the spirit that has brought us fame. We're big, but bigger we will be. We can't fail for all can see. That to serve humanity has been our aim. Our products now are known in every zone. Our reputation sparkles like a gem. We fought our way through and new fields. We're sure to conquer too. For uh, the ever onward. This week's topic. You just raped my ears. 1931 company rally song. Mm. The Mormon Tabernacle That was a bad choir. touch. Forever onward, IBM. Uh, yep. Damn. That was something. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, of the three that I was offered this week, this was the best, okay? <laughs> no, it wasn't. The other two are crazier stories, actually. I, I kind of liked it better when we were listening to that Jerry Rafferty record. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Jerry Rafferty, but... But it, yeah, it was. No, it's Eddie Rabbit. Mom. Eddie Rabbit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, just a step away from Dan Fogelberg. Yeah, because he <laughs> loves a rainy night, but is not really winding his way down Baker Street. Oh. That's what Jerry Rafferty was doing. Okay. So much okay, of, Year of the Cat. Much of this information is directly from I'll the IBM it. website. So yeah. it And it's it really, as it, as it should be, it's quite... Detailed, yeah, and detailed, yeah, and and yeah. So uh, most things I can say we can't be thrown on the slate for because it came directly from the website, if not paraphrased. So in other words, you found in the research on this episode. No, oh man, oh, it is very detailed. I looked at every single entry on every single year, and a number of other resources as well. But much of it, their timeline is too good to argue with. Yeah, I mean they start. They're starting in eighteen eighties. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So are we. Oh, God. 1885, oh. a man named Julius E. Pitrap. Pitrap? Pitrap, I don't know. Julius E. Pitrap, I don't care, either way. Patents sure. a computing scale. These patents are later acquired by one of the companies that would become IBM. 1886, Dr. Herman Hollerith starts more practical tests of his tabulating system. This would also become an early part of IBM. 1888-89, the Computing Tabulating Recording Company is formed based on some time recorder research and tech sound effects. that <laughs> that was kind of the first of its kind. Uh, this is right. this is what we will from here on out refer to as CTR. It's what? The Computing Tabulating Recording Company. We are going to refer to it as CTR from here on out. Now, okay. Actually, the amazing thing is he just blew through four years in about 25 seconds. I think wow. that's the fastest that's timeline. That's the fastest. Yeah. Mm. 1889, Harlow Bundy, Bundy also incorporates the Bundy Manufacturing Company, which becomes the world's first time recording company. This company will also be absorbed into the IBM blanket. 
1896. What's US? a time recording company? Uh, time cards? Yeah, basically. Punch cards? Okay. Yeah, basically punch cards. So you're, you That's clock in and you clock out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's a lot of that. The first step of and, man is any humanity to man. Yeah, well, and they're they're in counting business. Like that's what early computing was built for: is to calculate and count things faster than a human could. Kind of like you know, counting votes. Kind of like the abacus. Yes. Which came some years before the slide rule, which yeah. was a couple of years before that or after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, so it's kind of like that. Yeah. But before yeah, the CTR. When people started actually thinking that algorithms will help you. <laughs> right. Well, people conceptually, it's algorithms. That helped. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was. It was, it was, it was timekeeping a lot of it. You ever try and work in Abacus? Uh, once, and then I kind of gave up. I did become mildly proficient with the slide rule for a little while. But if you were to put one in my hands right now, in fact, I still own one, in fact, it would take me... Uh, the internet probably to remember how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought an abacus was really cool because it was like kind of cheapo and it lasted forever. That's what I liked about the slide rule too. Is the slide rules weren't, the weren't, weren't cheap and they, 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 they just been around for whatever, a hundred years or something. They're cheap as shit now. You pick one up for three bucks at the thrift store or oh, the yeah, you an, can get antique like a store most of the time. $500 slide rule for well, a dollar. Slide. <laughs> yeah, they had them. Golden platinum. What are you kidding me? No, that, that's... That's how much a really nice one could be. It could be crazy expensive. They were precision made. Yeah. There's right. always a market for something. <laughs> <laughs> there is. And in 1896, the U.S. government offers a reward for finding a solution to counting the current consensus numbers. Consensus numbers? You mean the, census, the census numbers? Yes, probably. That was probably an autocorrect thing. Oh. Or a total <laughs> That's mistake. That's I get for reading. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the winner was the son of a German immigrant named Hermann Hollerith. Remember this guy's name just a minute ago? He takes the money reward and fame and forms the Tabulating Machine Company. So, IBM's start, the CTR business, starts with somebody doing, and this is the world, this is... Uh, Kind of one of the Facebook hints. It leads to the Facebook hint of the largest accounting of all time because he starts developing this this software and hardware. Frankly, um, eighteen. Let's see. During the eighteen eighties and nineties, or, or to nineteen hundreds, many more companies are formed and merged as desire for counting technology increases with the industrial revolution. And eventually, in nineteen eleven, Charles F. Flint engineers a merger of three of the larger companies in this growing industry, the Tabulating Machine Company, or uh, the Computing Scale Company of America, and the International Time Recording Company become the official computing, tabulating, and recording company, again, CTR. But see, the, I don't think these actually were software at all. I think these were all entirely mechanical. It was, it was very yeah, mechanical, mechanical, yeah. Like, like an yeah. Enigma sh- machine kind of mechanical, yeah. yeah. Well, the Enigma machine like totally piano kind of mechanical. Yeah, it was all mechanical because you had no ability to have software because um, there was you, no storage yet. There was no RAM had not been invented yet. Although yeah, we will and, get well, there. Well, all all this is is um, input and output. I mean, it's just mechanical input, and you right. get an output based on it, and it's. 
predominantly gear driven, probably at this point. Well, but because uh, they have a yes. whole bunch of levers and whatnot yeah. doing it, but there's yes. no programming of these machines or anything right. because you don't. You know, you, I, I think they they had tubes back then. Not quite yet. In the Not 1900s, basically turn of the century. Uh, it it took them a little longer. It took them a longer. I think it, I didn't write down when tubes came in, but I think it was. When the did they early, have radio? I think it was the early. Was 1900s. radio 1910? Or something? Oh, shit, I don't know. Listen back. I think that they had tubes, but to build <laughs> tell you. to build to build a tube memory thing that would store any length of code would be ridiculous. So yeah, you couldn't do that, and they didn't have transistors, of course. Right. So, so it was it was just direct computing of numbers. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, it's just it's an in out box. Well, yeah, uh, fancy cash registers. Yeah. Before cash registers. Yeah. Well. Well, no, that. Okay, registers. okay. One of these companies was yeah. making some cash registers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in fact, CTR starts manufacturing and selling all kinds of things, from commercial scales and adding machines to meat slicers and even punch cards for their timekeeping machines. Yep. Uh, they are based in New York, but have offices all over the northeastern seaboard of the U.S. So they have already branched out. They are not just one small thing, and this is still like 1913. I think there was a company called NCR, National Cash Register. Uh, we will get to NCR. Okay. <laughs> in fact, in the next entry, I think. 1914. The company had grown too large for Flint to manage on his own, and he hires Thomas J. Watson Sr., Picture of him is Facebook uh, hint. He was from a cash register company called NCR. There you go. Yes, that one. And and that is the one that if you are old enough, you'll remember from early calculators. Yeah, they were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pocket calculators, NCR everywhere. Yep. Uh, so anyhow, he leaves NCR. And takes a lead to and starts to help build the IBM or well CTR at this point in time company. Uh, he uh, through an image of the quote quote dark suited businessman, as well as employees, sports teams, outings for families, and even a company band. <laughs> I fucking love that! Like what a morale booster. We're gonna have a company band. How well, bad was that? They played all the, like, company barbecue. Well, and at sure, this right? point in time, it was, you know, you work six days a week, and on your day off, you're expected to come in. And go be a company man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, like, can't I just, you know, be raped at church normally? <laughs> come on. Can't, like, can't you just yeah, do this? I have to go play at the I, company revival tent? Right? <laughs> can't I just not do this one day a week, please? No, now I've got to go listen to some shitty band on a picnic that I don't want any part of. <laughs> See, what if the business was working a water cannon? Oh, now we be <laughs> See, then you'd go on. <laughs> now I get a, ba- a baguette yeah. and real champagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good cheese, too. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing oh, some. Remember those wet willy water garden or water play things for kids? It was like a little monster with things that flung around its head and whipped water. Yeah, like- How about one of those built out of fire hoses? Oh, wow. That'd be kind of (laughs) cool. Sort of like a big, giant, squid, riot, bukkake machine. (laughs) You just sort of drop it, and it's got the hoses going everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) Now we know what to do with the wall. You just strap a bunch of those on sideways and let it go. It jets itself up and down and walks itself around like a goddamn alien spider thing. (laughs) Oh, God. That's how you can make the wall work. Oh, exactly, it's right? It's a tourist attraction. Right, you want to get up for five minutes and work the water cannon? Trademark, there you go. Trademark Ruin Heroes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Copyright, whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, that's our idea. We're going to engineer it, and if you build it, we get at least a cut. But that would disperse a fucking ride, I guarantee you. Oh, great. Just I, go in, have a giant hose hooked up, drop it from a fucking helicopter into a crowd, and fly away, turn on the hose. Yep, based upon some of our metrics, somebody, in, in somebody over in Eastern <sighs> Europe right now is going to sit there and say, you know what, I can do this. And they're going to credit us to Man. it, and we are going to get lambasted the same way we did by the fuck Flat Earthers. Guys, what, fuck like, you like guys for winning me over onto this side. <laughs> I like the engineering point of view. It's not about hurting people. All right. Either way, CTR. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and off. Yeah, it man. takes it takes stuff. less than a year for for Watson Senior to become the president from general manager. But the reason it takes that amount of time is because he was still having battles with NCR, some legal issues, because he kind of left without everything that needed to be done. And so he couldn't officially take hold of the business, but he eventually became president of CTR. Uh, he heads for large business solutions and leaves small ones to smaller companies. And within four years, he has gone global with CTR. Uh, and literally, like Asia, Europe, Australia, Africa, like literally global. Fucking global. And, and this is 1914. Global. Um, uh, he also establishes the the company stamp motto, which we think. all still know. Think at this point in time, it was not official yet, but it was well adopted within the employees and and the group set and mind think of the group think mindset. I don't know. Switch those around however you'd like. Which quickly started to become mocked with the slogan "Thempk." <laughs> Which was a thing. Are you making fun of my spelling? No, that seriously <laughs> was a thing. Like you really? would see it, people would put up. You'd, you'd have it on like various office products, like erasers and stuff like that. Huh? And you would look at it, and you'd, it'd be T H I M K. I wouldn't and see it. it. To- like it anybody who reads these notes yeah. would know that I would not even see that. <laughs> it was a total joke that went on, like you know, basically through through the sixties and stuff. <laughs> you, you see it all the time. Especially with the advent of like the motivational poster. So yeah, if you look so at Tony Robbins, if you look at that, that Facebook, <laughs> Tony picture, Robbins came up with them. Well, Facebook and/or Twitter picture of Watson Senior. There is the, the logo "Think" behind him. I did I did post that as kind of an internal hint. Another story about Watson Senior from his son's autobiography. So Watson Junior, who did eventually end up running the company, we'll get there. One day, my dad went into a roadside saloon to celebrate a sale, and he had too much to drink. When the bar closed, he found that his entire rig, horse, buggy, and samples, had been stolen. Wheeler and Wilcox fired him and dunned him for the lost property. Word got around, of course, and it took Dad more than a year to find another steady job. So basically, Watson Sr. wasn't always such a great success, but uh, he did end up coming out with a very strict policy and outlook on alcohol use. (laughs) <laughs> and if you were caught drinking anywhere near the work facility, you were gone immediately. He was not tolerant. He encouraged people to not drink on their days off. Even, But he was also like a died-in-the-well Methodist. So there's some of that. Yeah, and they're just... <laughs> so basically because he had problems... Because he got yeah, drunk. He and got I, all 12 Yeah, because he got bushwhacked and voted yeah. at three different places one night or something, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's always like... 
Don't force your bad experience on me, man. It's just, it's just like, that oh, sounds like your life. It's, it's also well, okay. you fuck off on that one. I, not that I disagree. You are correct, uh, but <clears throat> it is kind of that Henry Ford approach of no, you live by this lifestyle uh-huh. or Kellogg, which we haven't covered that motherfucker yet. But but it's just like it's someday. just like a, you know everybody knows these assholes where they do something like really stupid. That you probably would never do, and then they act like they're passing on some sage wisdom towards you right. when they give up yeah. doing stupid things. And it's like, no, don't try and jazz up your stupid past behavior by becoming all like uh, lecturing here. Well, to the same extent, it is kind of the person that shows up at the victim impact seminar for drunk drivers every year for like twenty-two or, years, exactly. And, and I just, know. you don't have to cry once a week for 22 years. I, I understand processing, and I do encourage it, and maybe it takes you a year of sharing the story to get over it. But after 22 years, you need to find a new avenue for that shit that is not a healthy reaction. Like, go get a fucking therapist or something. But well, yeah, after a while, it just turns into a, a money game for them. Yeah. I'm, That's all I'm it not is. denying the mental health issue that needs to be addressed, but I'm just saying, like, seriously. But somebody, it just it just gets so irksome. It's like you know, so it's like you know, I beat my wife, and I beat her every day, and she left me. And God, I love that woman. So don't beat your wife. And it's like, no, you're just an asshole. Don't try turning it into this. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna try and find some good out of it. So I go around telling people not to beat their wife. And it's like, what you know, what, you, you know what the good would be. Don't be your wife. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's actually a really good segue into this little note that I threw in here because I was thought it was very fun. One of the machines being marketed by CTR at this time was called the hand-operated gang punch. Uh, it was automated in 1927, so it became an automated an gang automated punch. gang punch. I was going to say, who, who uses it now? The Bloods of the Crips. <laughs> I don't, no, it sounds like Larry Flint probably picked <laughs> yeah. up the trade rights to this thing. Like Jenna Jameson has her own yeah. attachment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't leave that one alone. I, I do. Um, you oh, know man. what? The fire what? hose squid bukkake oh. machine. We're calling it a gang punch. <laughs> what it actually did is it punched a number of cards in sequence all at one time. So you could punch, have a whole bunch more punch cards produced <coughs> at one time, not even just duplicates, but in in sequence. So it was kind of like a repeating printer, but it but, was but it was output. It was but all output. the name. Come yeah. on, man! Yeah. Hand operated gang punch. How can I walk by that? That, that sounds like something <laughs> from Boogie Nights. Or, yeah. yeah, Boogie yeah. Nights. You got to stop by and give that a stroke. I just yeah, <laughs> shit, so good. Automated in 1927. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. What? They were always looking for a way to fuck the worker. <laughs> they also okay. So of note. Uh, their website does put themselves out to be humanitarian all along life. There's some argument on this on the internet, if you want to see. There always is. Yeah, you can dig up your own shit. A lot of it looks like Reddit threads and stuff, but it, there's some AMAs of people that work there. But either way, I did want to know, at this point in time, they did supposedly, and this is 1914, uh, hire their first quote-quote disabled employee. And I think it was a person, like, missing an arm or something. But What they but, were probably trying to do was figure out whether or not this person could actually use the machine. Okay, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, they, he's missing an arm, well, so they're just like, we need this no. guy to count to ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this down, <coughs> and you can do your own research and make your own decision on how humanitarian they are. I'm not going to put it back up. 
But there are a number of credits out there for them doing these kind of things. Bringing in social benefits like health care and shit. All right, who cares? And, and establishing retirement. Yeah, who cares? But look at it yourself. They so that's my one thing on God, that. We're moving deal. along. 1917, CTR enters the Canadian market under the name International Business Machines Company. The Canadian LTD. market. Canadian market. Canadian. Boy. Hey, uh. This is the first official use of the modern name. I mean, I'm sure it was kind of a tax dodge breaking off, and, and they had to file it under some different name when they went into Canada or whatever, but this is the first time they used that. 1928. They increased their production of punch cards to such a level, and with a significantly larger area of coverage and accuracy than their competitors, that the IBM card becomes uh, kind of synonymous with punch card. Just like Coke is synonymous with cola product. Yeah, any kind of cola. People go, I need an IBM card, and it didn't matter what company actually manufactured it. IBM was manufacturing so many of them, and so ubiquitously, that it was the name that everybody used. And and so they're they're established at this point in time. Uh, they also developed the first mass-produced direct subtraction machine. Until this time, anybody was use, or everybody was using what's called an adding machine, which yeah. means you add a negative number to get a subtraction result. These were direct subtraction machines, which again we're still running on gears and cogs and levers and shit. Well, I mean, technically, if you it, well, if you really want to get technical, there is no such thing as subtraction. There's only adding negative numbers. That's the way it's worked, and that's yeah. the way mathematics works. Yeah, dependent on the level of education you want to imply in your mathematics discussion. There is correct. no subtraction. There's only adding negative numbers. So either way, well, it's always like this, adding. It's a always presented as this computing thing because. I don't want to get into this into the weeks too much, but like, thank you. So we have the, the two base level calculations are addition and subtraction. Then after that, um, multiplication is described as repeated addition, uh-huh. and division is re- described as repeated subtraction. But the thing of it is, is like multiplication, uh, you can present an algorithm for doing it, whereas division Correct. requires an ability to guess the answer. To some degree, you yes. have to take yes. a guess and do iterative guessing of the answer, so it doesn't lend itself to computing as much. So that's Ex- why, I like, especially mechanical computing, yeah. like well, they're yeah. using at this right. level, right. right? No matter what you do, division can come up with a decimal number, no matter what. Whereas multiplication, if you um, if you divide uh, four and three, you're going to come up with a decimal. Yeah. Whereas if you multiply four and three, you get a whole number. And it's the whole yeah. number aspect of it rather than – that's where the guessing comes in. When you divide two numbers that don't make up a, a whole number, that's the guessing. Right, aspect. but like if you're, if you're, if you're writing a, pro, a, a program to do multiplication, mm-hmm. it's really easy. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiply oh, yeah. the first input by the second input. That's like three lines of code. If you're doing a division program like make change mm-hmm. for a dollar bill – yeah, that is quite a bit more difficult. Uh, well, it's quite a bit more difficult. You know, you have to subtract a quarter. Is the result more decimal, than a quarter? Subtract a quarter. Yes, is the yes, result more than a quarter? You have to keep doing that. Then you yes. go on to the next one. Yes. Yeah. And so it's quite a bit more difficult to decimal do. Decimal work does compound the difficulty. No, as as does work in yeah. the other direction. It as in adding commas. You know, like a thousand. Or no. A million. No. <laughs> no. No. No, that's that's actually really easy. All right. 
Now that I brought you back. Through the early 1920s, CTR continued to grow and reach, as well as products, and they felt the old name was a little bit limiting. In 1924, they elected to take the IBM name for the entire company, not just Canadian branding. And, as I wrote, a star was born. Ooh. Second star to the right. Or a movie may have been remade. <laughs> In the 1930s, the Great Depression took a ton of business away from pretty much everybody. Like, everybody collapsed, of course. That's why they called it the fucking depression. Yeah, but <laughs> IBM... Per- <laughs> Alright, so here's a funny autocorrect. Uh, what should say, but IBM persevered and grew, it says, but I persevered and grew. So apparently, I was doing great. <laughs> you were doing awesome in the Great Depression. <laughs> but IBM made it. Uh, That's they, only because you learned how to brew your own beer. <laughs> they even established a school for employees in 1933. Luckily for them, in 1935, the Social Security Act was passed in the U.S., and they got the government contract to supply the machines needed to count Americans... As had not been done before. Like, the census requirements went up dramatically when we had to start counting Social Security members and contributions. Well, Um, people are getting money. Yeah. Now we're going to count this shit. Well, there's good news for IBM. They had a surplus of machines that they'd been building. They didn't quit manufacturing shit, and they couldn't sell it during the Depression. And so as soon as they got this hiring, a whole backlog they're there. like, we got a whole bunch of extra, like, all right, you need a fleet of vans? Here they are. That's kind of great. Because this, yeah. this exactly pa- parallels how Ross Perot makes his money. Because <laughs> Ross Perot's sitting around, and he's like, I, I need some way to find out to, to emulate this IBM thing. The next thing you know, they pass Medicare. Holy crap, I'm going to sell them the database management to count up all the people on Medicare. I'll sell them the same goddamn thing again. So EDS, boom, he becomes a billionaire. That was yeah. exactly how that happened. Because only the government would buy the same thing twice. We're already doing it for Social Security. Just do the copy and do Medicare as well. Nope. Whole new thing. New program. Whole new thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the the but, problem is that as soon as you need to start counting something that matters, whether it be people, well, as soon as you well, attach money with, to with people, the with, then you with create that an accounter. Yeah, and with that le- Somebody level of accounts for things. And those... That dude dates back 7,000 years. As soon as you have to assign money to a person, that's what happens. Are you saying Moses? <laughs> Who uh, is this Moses? Actually, <laughs> Mesopotamia. It's actually ancient Mesopotamia. Or is that in relationship to Constantinople? If you go Constantinople. So let it be written, so shall it be. <sighs> We should do this in Pharaoh voice for the whole rest of the broadcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, like this is a computing thing that has not happened before, and they are getting to the point. I can where be Nefertiti. Yes. <laughs> no, you'd be like uh, Cleopatra or something. You want to be Cleopatra? Is Cleopatra is kind of Cleop- sexy. Cleopatra, world shaker, she was world mover. Well, I'm talking. About- she managed to fucking. Pit everybody against everybody she's else. She's a fucking and, genius. Yeah, damn yeah, right. She was a genius, but I don't think she, had the, she didn't have like the cool Yule Brenner, you know, Pharaoh voice. She died before she was thirty, and she managed to fuck the two most powerful people in the world. Hell, and to have the a yeah. child by them. Hell to the yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I think she's on the list. <laughs> Read from your silly notes. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, sir! Oh, shit! 
You broke me, biggest dickest. Et tu brute? Et tu repair? Theodore has spoken. Proceed. My silly notes, as you put it, say 1933. They also acquire Electromatic Typewriters Incorporated, and they now have patents enough to enter the typewriter world. Wait, what year is this? 1933. And they're using words like electromatic? Yep. Wow, that's like so 50. That's pretty forward thinking, right? Yeah, that's like a pretty 50-word... It looks like it has chrome. Yeah. Maybe some points. Yeah. Like a Cadillac head or a taillight or something. Yeah, it gets gets AM. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's like stratomatic Electromatic Typewriters Incorporated. Uh, 1935, IBM establishes Think Magazine. (laughs) Originally built as an employee newsletter, it quickly became a public publication, which I know that there's duplicity in that word, but fucking just deal with it. It moved out of the company and into public circulation, whatever you wanted to say. Uh, Actually, you know, public circulation is a better way to say it. I kind of like saying public publication. It felt good, so I just left it that way. But, like, wait, so you walk in by the newsstand, and instead of getting a Batman comic, you can get the IBM company newsletter? Who the fuck is buying this thing? Really? Well, apparently so many people... That this publication is still in existence today in paper copy. So this is like the Reason Art of War covers? of its day. It was like this executive uh, thing. Yep, it was. Yeah. It was exec- Were they still a private talk. or a, had they gone? It was investment talk. It was talk of technological yeah. oh, okay. advances. Yeah. That's was, the big thing. Yeah, it was. It was some pop culture things. Nowadays, oh, this is guy wants to look all it fancy. Is, it is still in existence. It's the Playboy magazine. Yeah. yeah the, no. 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 This no, sounds no, like no, this, no. Is the, this is not this the Playboy. This Playboy. Is, no. 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 This is a schmuck. In Starbucks in Oregon, reading the New Yorker. That's what this is. That's what this is. The New Yorker magazine. The New Yorker is very similar. Kind of like it was. It was looking at all kinds of things. Although, although more in a like Wired magazine kind of mindset, in a little bit more tech mindset. Now it's all like business. Okay, so some people that were recently donned on the cover. Pink! Exclamation point. What? Pink. Wait, wait. You've wait. heard of her? I know you're old. She's on the IBM magazine. She thing. was oh, now. Um, Not back then. Here's another one. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm retarded. Another one that's, that's <laughs> recently wow. been on the cover you're going to love. Ed Sheeran. I don't even know the who cover. the fuck that is. Is Phil Anselmo on the cover of this thing? Ask your kids who Ed Sheeran is. All right, skip I, I imagine neither Actually, one of your Ed kids Sheeran like him. should never be anywhere near it. Skip forward. Make a big... He had that one good song. The big, one song it doesn't like. So did Pink. Like, yeah, make a big bracket by that paragraph and write boring Pink, next to it. Pink Keep going. Keep okay. going. Pink has done okay socially. Keep going. This is horrible. So, yeah. So this magazine, Think Magazine... Yeah, turned into Bitch Magazine. Is, yeah. Is still on the market. Think Bitch. And Think it Bitch. Is Think not, Bitch. Yeah, there we not, go. There's the new la- name for it. Think it's Bitch. Basically, <laughs> it's basically a pop culture cult magazine at this point in time. All right. Uh, 1936, IBM builds a fingerprint sorter and traffic recorder. These are two different inventions. You're reading a pop magazine from a cash register company? How low do you got to be for that? What is that? <laughs> That's so low. You know? 1936. That's like you got a hot date and you buy the condom in the truck stop. You know, that's how low that is. When I graduated from high school, uh, my dad gave me $200 to play with the stock market. And we sat down and I chose a company called Identix, which was, at the time, a company that was designed to be able to use fingerprints and then 
they were going to put these machines in all law enforcement. So they could take the fingerprints and... I thought that would be a great way to spend my $200. Oh, so the scanning thing rather than the pad of ink and the piece of paper. Considering they came up with that idea in 1936, you may have been a little bit behind the ball. But that's (laughs) what I'm getting at here. And you know how... (laughs) Let me me tell you how my money did. (laughs) They were bankrupt inside of a year and a half. You might have been a little bit behind the ball. 1936, they're, they're... no, no, no. It's that, a sort fingerprints. That, that's sorting fingerprints. Yeah. That's not taking <laughs> agreed, them. Agreed. That's a totally different agreed, thing. Agreed, but it is a way to start sorting them by identifiable characteristics. But yeah, yeah. And, and that's pretty fucking significant in 1936. Building up this scam big. system. There's no scientific proof. Um. <laughs> there really isn't. We just came up with this thing that all fingerprints are, are, are different. And then we just went with it. Nobody ever did any study. They didn't. <laughs> Has it worked? It's worked pretty good. <laughs> not not I would totally well. I strongly disagree. And I think there's plenty of studies. You, you no, show me a study at the time we adopted it. Did we have any uh, like big long basis of this before? Actually, we did it? I just uh, saw a documentary there on there it. Was there were two guys. Thirty-six, at least. There were there were two there were two guys in. They, no, they were, said they were two were. Brits, weren't there? Actually, the one that I was looking at, they were Americans, um, and that's how we adopted our fingerprinting system, mm-hmm. was two guys with the same name. One of them got busted for doing a bad thing and said, nope, it was him. And they, had, they went through, and he learned about it from the Brits, and the warden went through, and he fingerprinted everybody in the place. He fingerprinted all of the, the shit that went on. You know, pull everybody out and figure... And then blind study it all. And I it's like, um, yeah, okay, this unique print is on the shank. Shank. And... <laughs> I know, it's, it's such a great shank. dirty word. Shank. Shank. But see, that's just, a, that's just assertion. So, But he took no, no, everybody no, no, no. in his prison there was, there and was, fingerprinted yeah. him, and he was able to figure out... How many people are in a prison? There were a number. What, you got there a thousand were, people. There were a number of studies. <laughs> I got you know a what? Different. Yeah, you know what? There are studies that have less than a thousand people that you still would be like, okay, well. But they fuck, have an whatever. error rate. They have an error rate. If you do, so, if you check somebody's DNA, it's like they always come back. Like uh, we check, we did a DNA check. Uh, this guy raped her. Well, how do you know? Well, we did the DNA thing, and the chances of it being wrong are one in twenty thousand. They got something like that. They don't have anything like that with fingerprints. It's all up to this guy who looks at it and it's like, well, that's a little crux and. That's a whirl, and they get like ten um, points of identification. DNA, DNA actually, is you do way ten more points of identification than, on DNA is way more accurate than twenty thousand. They can measure it easily. That's irrelevant. The point is, they come down with the error. No. They, they come down with the error no, thing. No, it's not irrelevant. They can you, give you an error. It doesn't matter what the figure hyper-educated is. Educated in your. It doesn't matter what the figure erratic, is. Erratic figure. It doesn't matter you're, what you're, the figure is. The, the point is they can put down the error, the probability of it being wrong. They can't do that with fingerprints. Right. He's talking a statistical aspect. Of all right, all right. Where Fuck in mine it was, a, it, it was a closed setting, and it was either you are or you aren't. It was a way to yes there, or no. There are it was a number a, of yes. It was a basic Bernoulli trial. Yeah. Like yes or no. Yeah. And yes or no you only works so much. Whereas with DNA... I can narrow it down within a specific Central probability. Right. I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. people on the planet. I'm going to yeah. say it out loud. You know, it's whatever. a Central Park 5 kind of case. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. Some people do. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. 
Do you feel special now? I don't yes. think those guys were convicted on fingerprints. They were let go on DNA, I, weren't they? I, that was a political statement, and I'm moving merrily along. The World War Two, Barry Shrek with the Innocence Project. Uh, over in there. World War Two, <laughs> in World War Two, almost all manufacturing in the U.S. and many other countries, as happens during war, is consolidated toward the war effort. IBM starts building bomb sites, rifles. The 1903A is a Facebook hint. Uh, my my dad's is a Smith Gronos. It was made by a competing typewriter company. <laughs> <clears throat> But, and engine parts. Like I said, this is very common during wartime efforts. Anybody with a fucking machining set is machining Well, that's assets. something. That's yeah. what it means to put your economy on a war footing. Yeah. 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 And that's, 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 that's why Hitler lost the war. But you could straight, straight out buy a gun with an IBM stamp on it. How do you figure? Hitler did not have his country on a war footing until 1943. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, until and everybody just lived yeah. like under duress. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, like putting it on a war footing yeah. means like you go up to your, <laughs> yeah. your your passenger car factory and say, "Hey, guess what? You're not making sedans anymore. You're making tanks. Do it." Yeah. Yep. Right. That's what putting your country yeah. on a war footing means. And uh, Hitler didn't well, do that until 1943. Bizarro, bizarrely, I don't know why not. Maybe well, that's and what we, we need to do with the climate is put us on a war footing. Oh God, we're not no. making cars anymore. You're figuring this. No, out. we just talked about Paris. Have you seen that? Nobody's paying those fucking taxes. Nobody's going to do it. Yeah, it's a ridiculous mess. Can't get blood from a stone. Can't get taxes from yeah. a Frenchman. It's like getting child support from my ex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't have any damn money. You cannot. <laughs> you know what they sell gas by? They sell gas by the court over there. They call it a liter. It's the same goddamn thing. <laughs> right. Just so that they can knock the price down and make it look like you're not paying a lot. <laughs> well, you, to be fair, they've been doing that since I was an exchange student in Germany. Oh yeah, they've been doing <laughs> they that sell it forever. By the liter. It's still a bunch of horseshit. There. So when you see it as you know thirty-two cents a liter, <laughs> you know what? Multiply by four. Then you're working with what we're talking about. Uh, a liter is what actually. It's a quart. It's good enough. It's a quart. God yeah. forbid Tyler's going to come in with a decimal. <laughs> nope. Actually, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1937, IBM also releases, or well, starts building the Mark One. They release it in 1944. Uh, it, it is a giant ass computer. Uh, it was about 50 feet long, uh, and it, what it can do is solve addition in less than a second. But it took almost 12 seconds for division. Still faster. So than there you go. Still faster than Wait, humans. This is, so this is in the fifties. <laughs> at thirty-seven. Yeah. Thirty-seven. Forty-four is when they completed the project. Yeah. So thirty-seven. Oh, and wait, wait. This thing's operational in forty-four. Or 37. Yeah. Thirty-seven. They start building. Okay. So, the, so this thing is it took probably six years of de- development to do it. So this thing is like fifty feet long. Yep. How tall? Uh, oh, I didn't write Ceiling that height eight well, feet probably. Here. Yeah, something like that. I wonder how deep. Anyway, this... John probably found a picture. There's lots available. Yeah, yeah. If you're, on the, the, if you're on the IBM website, there's tons of pictures. Yeah. So, but and this would solve Actually, one addition no, it, problem it, it, at a time, probably. But it's yeah, know, but it's, it, it's the size problem. of your, it's not your one plus Yeah, one. no, no. Like it's twenty million plus. Yeah, twenty million. 20 million. Yeah, it's, it's the size of a bar. Yeah. Or whatever. It's the yeah, size exactly. of one of their bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. Jeez, the thing. I mean, imagine how much heat that thing put out. Twelve oh, seconds. Oh, they're water cooled. They're water cooled at that point. So they talked to Volkswagen. Well, no, they, <laughs> no, they no, didn't. No, Volkswagen. I don't know, no, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
<laughs> they, they talked to Cadillac or Ford or somebody who was water cooling. Yeah, they did not air cool that shit. It, like, yeah, computers even into the eighties and early even early nineties, fifty feet were long, water eight or foot some of the high kind and of weighed yeah. almost five tons. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were phenomenal beasts, and they were water cooled through conditioning systems. It, it so they had an air conditioner in there. Yeah, uh, they had a water. They, they had, had radiator, thirty air conditioners. They had a radiator built into the middle. Fifty of them, feet yeah. long. Like they s- had thirty air conditioners. Imagine what goes wrong when your radiator core fails in your fucking super. I think computer. they. I think they would be doing like a swamp cooler type of action here. That's no, probably what they would. Do no, it was radiator like. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, a lot of it was flow through. How do you flow water through a vacuum tube? Six seconds for multiplication, <laughs> twice as long for division. Twelve, yeah. Yeah. Less than a second for addition, though. Yeah, I wrote, I said that's all amazing. that. I said all that. I know, that, I know that's amazing. It, it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Where multiplication and addition, really simple to, to go through. Yeah. But when you start talking about division, division you're like... It's so weird. It's so weird that it's like that. When you start dealing with the decimals, well, it's like... You've done long division, right? right? Nah, it's not really the decimals, because the decimal is just a placeholder left or right. But it has to decide the, when to stop. It's the actual... It has to decide when to stop. Yeah. You know, if you said, okay, go to one decimal place, it would probably be easy. But if you run it out to 50... Okay. So 1941, IBM releases a variable spacing concept in the electronic model for electric typewriter. This is a geekery thing. It fixes the kerning issues in standard type. Kerning. Which Rupert appreciates. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's a big deal. IBM gave us that. So So thank you, IBM, for that. Kerning (laughs) is the principle where... Different letters have different spatial requirements. If you position an I next to, like a capital I next to a capital T, it'll be closer than if you position that I next to an A. Or an M. And this is not really a, there's not a set rule. It's just like, this is it. There's like rules. And this is why if you take like metal type, an alphabet type set, and try and... punch your name on steel, it's never going to look it's right. It's space weird, Because yeah. you got, even if you line it up perfectly, your caring is off. Is off. And so yeah. 19, and 1941, it's the weirdest property. IBM started helping you and I with that. Yeah. I, I just, it's a fucking issue. <laughs> I, but I find it really fascinating that if you, you know, if you take stencils of an individual letter and you spray paint your name using those stencils... Yeah. It's yeah. never going to look right. You have to just totally. That's why I cut out my them. own stencils, and then like I, I draw them, cut them out. But you have to just position them like they look myself, right. Yeah. You can't actually measure it, right? And it's, it's it's fascinating to me that psychologically it works that way. I, I think that's just amazing. That's way more amazing than anything. So, else 1946, Thomas J. Watson <laughs> hit. 1946, some nepotism yeah. <laughs> happens. Nepotism. Yep. That's another great Egyptian leader, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Thomas J. Watson Jr. If you want to be technical, yeah, that happened a lot in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they were fucking their step-siblings. Well, well pharaoh well, nepotism. And, and, I mean, honestly, nepotism. Yeah. Might might happen JW or GW and GW. Like, come on, seriously. No, you can't have an... You, people get hired to fucking job. I actually thought we were going to lead out with... No, if you get elected, G- that's not in that so, so 1946, Thomas J. <laughs> Watson we Jr. is elected to the board of directors. Oh. <laughs> you, you didn't do that, though? I was amazed. I think we should, maybe. <laughs> also in 1946, they built 
a 5400 character typewriter that served Chinese languages or Mandarin. Yeah, I heard about those. I was yeah. I never saw a picture of one. It's got to be fucking fascinating to use. 5400 characters. They're they're up to So it's got 5400 keys. They're up into the tens of thousands yeah. nowadays. But like it, it, it that's got to be like something. But like a mechanical typewriter with 5400 yeah. characters on it. How the hell do we not have pictures? 1946. Yeah. That's a lot of levers. This thing must have weighed up a shit ton. Jeez. Um, 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 Asian metric shit ton. But I wonder. I wonder if it, it, <laughs> and if they're it, notorious for actually slimming things down. Okay, <laughs> it must weigh as much as a rug, <laughs> like the, or your couch. Like I wonder Not if it had one. like any options. Like was like fifty four hundred, and each one was just a straight up character, or maybe a hundred of those were stroke marks, so you could build your own character yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, how and, many but shift keys you got, do you have to press at once? Yeah, yeah. right. It's like playing yeah. chord. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you got like the stroke. Well, that what makes... happens with the typewriter then? You get that big jam of the hammer. No, the, the the stroke that makes a little square. Then you press backspace. Then you got the stroke that makes the vertical line. <laughs> then you press backspace. Then you got the stroke that makes the little slanting line on each side. And then. The you know, squishy line that yeah, goes horizontally up, 20, down, and middle. Twenty and minutes later, you're like, I could have done this quicker with a brush. I could have learned how to do it from a master <laughs> yeah. and done it with the Which rush. is actually the genius of your Chinese language because, see, now they're typing vertically, so they don't have any what? Backspace. No kerning. If you're doing vertical, I don't think that there's kerning. This has gone off the rails. Didn't you expect anything else? This, this whole thing's just gone off the rails like a Chinese train. On, we're not even at 19... What? Chinese train on the wrong gauge railroad we're, tracks. We're doing a skip a few. In 1952, Watson Jr. takes the lead of the company. And in 1956, Sr. dies. Yeah. Good for him. That 1957. Sanctimonious bastard. 1957, they release... R-A-M-A-C, RAMAC, Random Access Method of Accounting and Control. What we will now call RAM. That is kind of the birth of random access memory. The first disk storage program. They also introduced Fortran at this point in time. Formula translation for anybody who doesn't know. It is a computer language based on algebraic equations. Uh, and, And these two things... RAMAC and Fortran Jeez. exist in the computing world today. Christ, that was the first language I programmed in. 1957. Yeah. yeah. I programmed a basic first. That was my first language. I was programming basic. in Fortran on IBM punch cards. Jesus. I heard that those totally things existed. Hideous. I've it never was, actually seen one. I've it was totally. I've and I've also seen punch. <laughs> I've also seen punch shapes because that's what modern, well, early generation, early generation embroidery machines ran on those punch tape. Because it's easily to program a vector processing system yeah. when there's a, a movement side. To well, side, looms right? and stuff forward and backward, and, and then, a, and then a, yeah. a third principle of like it's three dimensional programming. Like looms were the first. Actually, no. They're, all that stuff. They, yeah. they ran on that. But so they had like slats. They had, like it looked like a ladder. It's called a harness. Slats with harness. like some holes, and yeah. that would control the. But po- programming on those goddamn punch cards—that was the worst thing in the world. It was. It was hideous. Uh-oh. So that was 1957. 1962, IBM and American Airlines begin to use a system that lets computers communicate through phones. 
the first internet. And the computerized ticket system is born. No, the first internet was actually done uh, as governmental work. Yeah, but, no. But it was actually was, the airline ticket reservation a, system yeah. preceded the DARPA project. It Believe did. it or not. It air, did. The airline ticket reservation was essentially the, the first uh, internet because it was the first network computers. Do talk about yeah. one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's an IBM punch card. Yeah. Yep. So basically what you got there well, is each column would represent a character. Mm-hmm. So does that and sometimes it, it doesn't always, but it would say Well, it's a bunch so everything see that up at the is, top there. Uh-huh. That was printed on you This is a, this is the formula that they were using. This the machine would do this series of punches in the first you know, if column. If your arm then, wasn't between your face and the microphone, that would be better. <laughs> so the machine would would punch this first column and type that letter. Then yeah, punch yeah, this, this second is, and type that parenthesis. This is also the birth of the fucking standardized test in scholastic terms. Sort of, yeah, yeah, because yeah. those no, were no, optical they, readers they, they too. Yeah, the machine. The Scantron. And I, that's, I think I wrote yeah. down People somewhere in here. Still used to this day. Yeah, I think I wrote it down somewhere in here that it is. They just it is run the them same through. ABCD. Yeah. Fill yeah. in with a pencil because the reflective material shows off from the graphite. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's actually in fact well, they as, don't as use Oregonians, that's how we do it with our voting. Uh, Ballots is we fill in with ink and they run they through use a graphite electronic machine. Yeah, I think that those things. I think that those original ones were not. I I, I don't know, but I, I think that they weren't opticable because they, because they were very. You could if you used a black felt tip, it wouldn't read. But if you used a number two pencil, it would read. So there must have been something more going on because a black felt tip would obscure things right, way so more. Either way, we got random access memory Spear. in Fortran now, huh? Spear. Because ink doesn't dry immediately. No. Yeah. No. It did. Yeah. No. If you use anything, well, and, and it was reflective. So it was the reflective works. nature yeah. of the graphite used in pencils at that point in time too, because it was light. It was light red. Yeah. There weren't holes. There were number two pencils red. don't use graphite. Or uh, what? Use graphene. No, that's nowadays. Dude, yeah. We're back then. It's graphite. Yeah. It's reflective. That's what how it read is the light mounts back off. So anyway. 19... But see, like, if you use, like, a number H pencil, it would come back at you. You, yeah. you had to use the number two. And, yep. then, like, it just... I think it was actually just a con with a number two pencil company. I think that's what it was. It's just a racket. You okay. know, I had an X so, like you. <laughs> Everything so, is a plot. <laughs> it was a plot, yeah. It was so, up until now, all computers were being sold as... A whole system. It was an, a business solution. Like they sold you everything as a package. Yeah. And in 1964, they started producing component-based systems that were, had interchangeable pieces and software. So you didn't have to buy a whole system. You could buy pieces, and it could be assembled. So it suited more places, and so they were able to, because of this unbundled, is the way they called it, way of selling things. They were able to really broaden their spectrum of solutions and much faster. Is this where it became IBM Business Solutions? It was already IBM Business Solutions, but this okay. is when they really started solutioning. <laughs> solutioning. Solutioning. Yeah. Doing some solutions. Hey, why don't you go ahead and trademark that one, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Is that one you want to keep? No, no, Dude, my eyes are floating. i got to pause. So, as we were saying, in 1964, they did the component-based system. 1965, they were working with NASA. 
1969, they start selling pieces in an unbundled way, as we mentioned as well. 1971, Watson steps down. Watson Jr. steps down and spends from 1979 through 1981. I know there's a year skip in there. Uh, as U.S. Ambassador Yay! to the Soviet Union. Skip the year. No, there's just... I, I wanted to throw this piece in. He was U.S. Ambassador to the Soviet Union. This second-generation IBM guy. Wow. And, eh, you know... What? It's not, I have to conspiracy theory once in a while. Come on, man. What? Uh, 1971, they also introduced... What conspiracy... <laughs> <laughs> that that maybe somebody who might be tied to the government is now an ambassador to the yeah anyhow and a high paid tech company with interesting contracts and anyhow they also introduced the floppy the ambassador disk. is a government employee yeah. okay. so you're going to be tied to they the government they also introduced the floppy disk during the 1970s they also introduced what we know as the UPC code. Mm-hmm. Which is the method that we all use at the Safeway or the, the grocery store checkout. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And if thing. people knew how controversial that UPC code went, was when it came out, oh my God. Oh, do, do you remember the early Everybody 90s? Everybody was being tracked. Oh my God, you're arms? tracking me. You're tracking me. You're tracking me. You're no, no, no. They were, they, they, were, they, were, they were like controversial back in the 70s, like yeah. when the groceries, because it was like, how are you going to know if it rang up the price correctly? Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, you're never going to know. And there was like, they, they're, they're like even in the seventies. Like they're going to be able to track what you're buying. Uh, that's a little scary, and people were like totally freaked. Yeah, out go about get your that. grocery store rewards card right now. It's like Bob Grant made like Same all his you radio money one? on that. No, show. I don't. I don't. I don't go to that grocery store anymore. That that's a, that has very little to do with why I don't go to that grocery store. Fingerprints. No, fucking human traffic. And I human, mean human trafficking? I mean human traffic. The people that go to that grocery store that's closest to my house make me insane. Safeway? And so I go to the other grocery store that... You know what it is? Is He's tired of being around people that are just like him. Oh. No, no. <laughs> oh, you're just I'm too good for it. I'm tired of people who just don't know, like, you're just wander too good around for staring at the sky, no idea... Again, people that are just like him. And I shop in the three outside aisles anyhow. That's where they put the beer, the wine, the vegetables, the bread, the cheese. Like, just fucking Wait, so, so you're hippies. aggravated by people essentially who do not really have the map of the supermarket memorized. It's that kind of aggravation? Well, at, at this particular location, i.e. college students. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I find... They shop at the outside, kids. too. Like, I, I, Give me I, fruit I, and beer I, and bread I and cheese and milk. they are shopping. I just, you know, wish their parents taught them where shit was before they sent them off to college. It's not their fault. They're working it out. Well, I wish that there was a little bit more decorum because, like, yeah. for some reason... You know when you don't know where things are. Read Arrow. You know when you don't know where things are. So why the fuck are you in the middle of the aisle? Stand to the side and look at a fucking have a little sign respect for the pros. You know, if if you're playing golf, you let people play through, right? And what is it? And in grocery stores, everybody's on an equal footing, and I don't like that at all. I got 57 goddamn years going to the grocery and store. And don't leave your cart. You know? Yeah, don't twenty oh. feet away from you. Oh, and then walk back, back and forth, and decide. Oh, oh, don't park your cart horizontally. In the middle of the road. Damn, Skip. What guys, the hell is that? Don't let your kid push the car. Oh, fuck that guy. No. You guys want a 10-year jump? Yes. And we're at 1971. We're going to go to 1981. Okay. Oh, wow. The IBM Personal Computer. That is a title. 
uh-huh. is released. In it 81? sells for one thousand five hundred sixty-five American dollars. And in nineteen eighty-two, Time Magazine elects the computer is the time of, or is the Times Man of the Year. And I think this was the first time. It was really controversial because I think it that was. there was this was the first time. There was a big to do. Yeah, like that's not even a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. It changed your world, didn't it? <laughs> Like, they're lucky we didn't get the Atari. <laughs> you know, that, was, that Atari which, that you put the cartridge in the top of? Which was on the fucking list with. this week, and we would be talking about how high some motherfuckers were in 82 right now. We were talking about Atari. Wait, wait, wait in 81 or 82? 82. 82. 81 it was released, 82 it was elected Man of the Year by time. Yeah, and see, I remember it being, like, so ridiculous because, like, first of all, it was, like, a non-human. Okay, so that was kind of stupid. Second of all, it had more of a flavor of, like, Time Might magazine actually got out into the world and, you know. Paid attention. Yeah, for yeah. Once. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. literally by this time, we should probably every, Time kid, magazine. <laughs> every kid in high school had been programming on an Atari or something like that we for about five years. We should read one during a fucking extra <laughs> For about five years, uh, you know, high schools and whatever had a computer room with like their cheesy little one or two computers set up with their uh, acoustical coupling to talk to a mainframe. Yeah, and it was like, so it had been around for a while and time finally caught up to reality with that one. Fuck, I remember years ago I was in the computer room and I did my math homework on the computer and I turned that into my math teacher that, that day and he's like, how do I really argue with this? He created... Like you use he tech. programmed, you use tech to answer to the do question. math. And right. what is the ultimate goal of math? To learn how to understand and work with numbers and do that. So he did all of the things he was supposed to do, and he gave me a correct assignment. Shit, he full credit. Just don't do it again. So in <laughs> there was a time when I was going to Lutheran school. And I was able to skip one of the Bible courses every day, or every, not every day, maybe three times a week, for a group of seven or eight of us that got to go into a computer programming class. Uh-huh. Basically, we had three two, three Apple IIs, and we got to go program together instead of take another Bible class. All right, yeah. so if Lutherans ever did anything right, that's one. I... I'm not going to say there's many others. We did a, but, a, but an entire did thing about Martin Luther. Yeah, <laughs> he did, did a lot of things right. He created Facebook to go play way with back when. Instead of study the Bible, and so I'll take that. It was a crazy class. There was one guy who was just a fucking. He was the maniac wizard class clown guy, you know that kid, and Rupert essentially. <laughs> I never got any of this stuff. I mean, I, I almost failed history for calling the New Deal fascism. <laughs> well, that that's didn't go over well. Well, yeah, I know. You know, because here's I, your sign. <laughs> I wasn't aware of my audience. You know, you got a commie lib teacher in Manhattan, New York. You know what? Okay, the fuck was you I know thinking? what? You knew who your audience was when you walked up and gave who a hug. You knew exactly who your oh, audience that's was. That's true. That's true. That was good. That was like my most fame in high school. Hi, Mr. You Lennon. Knew, yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly what you were doing. That was the, that was the best. Lennon with an E, not Lennon with an I. That was the best. That was, you knew exactly. that was my best day in high school. That was my only good day. It was like, wow, Rupert, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, okay. All right. So by 1991. That's where you started at. Uh, How do you fucking do anything to top that? I don't know. But I know that like going back to this is going to crash it down. Yeah, <laughs> Keep well, going. the next 10-year jump. Okay. <laughs> yeah. By, 1990, oh, by 1991, the face of commuting has changed. 
households in developed countries are bringing in computers, and IBM has been so focused on business solutions that they're losing ground. They oh, are yeah. splitting their interest in establishing new ones. This is when they help bring Lexmark into the game. They, to this day, best as I understand, own at least a 10% interest in Lexmark products. Yeah, but they're still shit. Uh, yeah, well. They also work a deal with Apple to make systems more compatible as the internet is becoming to be a thing. This is 91. Uh-huh. I think Lexmark, didn't they sort of pioneer that 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 sort of step between the typewriter and the word processor where you had this typewriter with like an LCD screen that was like maybe six lines yeah, long. Yeah, I think they did that. And, th- and, and that was a way to get a cheaper word processor. Their next big step was to yeah. in, inexpensively manufacture like US flash drives and shit like that. Yeah. Flash drives and memory cards yeah, and shit. Yeah, but I think, I, I well, think that, that, that bridge between the computer, the word processor and the typewriter, I think there was, was some money there because a computer back then was really expensive. Fifteen hundred dollars. Nobody, you know, people right. were like, "I'm going to pay this because all that you could no. do with it really was uh, word process, and and you only yeah. had as many fonts as your like Daisy well, Wheel printer would." I mean, had my, my dad's first laptop was this monster of a thing, which was an eighty eighty six. We aren't quite to the, the big laptop release, but good lead in. Yeah. Is an eighty eighty six. So not a two eighty six, not a three eighty six, not a yeah. four eighty six, well, not a Pentium. This time not... they, they were doing like the thirty with thirty one and thirty thirty two, and there were lots of four digit numbers. The eighty eighty six was a the eighty eighty six is the first of it's a quote quote think this... tank. <laughs> but in terms it of what an tank. average household would do with these things, it was mostly word processing. Well, what the hell ad- else? Ad- Adventures of Snake, because I yeah. mean, at this point in time, I. I actually own the computer that I owned in 1991. It's a Macintosh SE. It has a 20 megabyte hard drive. Yep. It takes like four million years to start up, mm-hmm. and and it'll do some basic word processing, some mild computing. There's a black and white paint program. Like it's it's just it's minimal at best, and that's what the IBM PCs were running. Only they were more focused on. That level of computing in business. What you ended up with was a very, very big calculator word processor. With a typewriter built in. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. It was a huge typewriter. That was all anybody did with them was... Was that because that was, the, that was the household use? Nobody had any use for it as a calculator because everybody had a handheld calculator. Right. That was all you would do. They said you know. NCR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Rockwell. Uh, 1992. They released the ThinkPad. Oh, and that was a big that one. Was huge. This that was This groundbreaking portable is a huge success and paves the way for the coming world of laptops. They also adopt a 3.5 floppy disk as a standard uh-huh. and let go of the 5 wait, wait, inch quarter. Wait a second. Wait, wait, was the IBM ThinkPad, was that the one used by Judge Ito? Um, or was it an Apple? I thought he had a... Th- it was it was used by NASA to get one of the shuttles no, 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 out no. into space. No, he's talking about Judge Ito. Judge I, Ito. I understand. I, I don't. I didn't see that. If you reference. want to go back to but it's Rodney entirely King, possible. We, yeah, he he was bringing it's, us back to Rodney King. It's entirely possible. But see, that, that was is, the thing I mean, where, where right we got era. this thing where we had the logo on the cover like that, so that mm-hmm. when Judge Ito was using his they thing, they had to cover only, it. Yeah. No, they didn't have to cover it. That's why it got so famous. Everybody was like, what the hell computer is Judge Ito they, using? They cover it now. Yeah. The thing we're talking about is the um, 
the illuminated Apple but icon there was somebody... on the back of an Apple laptop. But well, but Dell does it. Everybody does it now. Well, and that's... Everybody yes. does it. Well, it's a way to... Alien hardware mm-hmm. is particularly pretty. Yes, <laughs> it is. And it's... I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mac guy, but I really appreciate the aliens. look of alien hardware. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> I so... Actually, I have two systems now. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Windows 10 <laughs> Pro is pretty cool. I mean, it is cool, however, that they kind of... I mean, yes, laptop and the portable computer had been a thing for a number of years, but portable was a weird term. It wasn't quite the fold-up, carry-it-anywhere that the ThinkPad was. And it is kind of cool that they brought in the three-and-a-half-inch floppy at that point in time. Uh, 1997, IBM computer, Deep Blue. Oh, yeah. That was a bitch. Beats chess master, Gary Kasparov. In one of the best-known displays of artificial intelligence. I think it was like the second or third attempt, though. It was to, to It was Kasparov. probably even well, higher than that. There were yeah. lots of attempts to build a chess-flying machine. Yeah. Because there was a, a, an understanding or a belief that, and I, I, I'll let it be an understanding, that playing chess is so complex that building a computer that can do it and learn from its mistakes in a way to beat a master human mind was a big deal. I, I, I'll give it that. Hell, I gotta tell you, if you can learn from what you did, that's AI. In fact, that's intelligence, period. Yeah. Bingo. If you learn from what you just did, so it doesn't matter what iteration of it, if you were able to learn and then just go and beat him, finally? Fuck yeah, well, yeah That's right? what they eventually did. That's like not what they first did. The first one was just brute force. Where it was, yeah, it was. Like calculate yeah. every possible scenario oh, solution, based upon the yeah. current situation. Mm. Keep doing that, keep doing that as the game progresses, and keep pursuing a winning one. Yes. There was no creative, creative uh, yeah. learning going on. It was just brute force. So Deep Blue happens. Um, 1999, IBM and Dell enter an agreement to use almost exclusively IBM components for the building of Dell-branded computers. IBM compatible is now the term for all computers running their system. Yep. And, and I mean, well, IBM compatible is a word I still use today, but... I also use Oriental for things other than rugs occasionally. And Occidental. Yeah, well, only with that record I found at the thrift store. Uh, But but it it is an old term. It has dropped off in usage. But it is, in my opinion, still, like, if you're non-iPhone, you're running an IBM-compatible phone in my eyes. I understand that's not correct terminology, but in my eyes, that's the way I still see it. Dear Lord. Uh, 2000, the Y2 scare, or Y2K scare, causes a huge drop-off in sales for all computer tech, computer tech, but especially IBM. Another yeah. vast scientific consensus gone awry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Apocalypse is coming! Yeah, it's just, like, it just like the fucking food pyramid. We let those guys off the hook. Your whole... alarm clock's not gonna wake you up tomorrow! How come all the people, like, <laughs> touting this bullshit didn't get taken out and shaken by the neck? It never happens. It never happens. It's like these people come up with these doomsday bullshit, it never comes true, and nobody dope slaps them. They should have been dope slaps. Fox yeah. had a problem, I had a problem, everybody had a problem. Up in Portland. I didn't. I'm an Apple guy. And 
what we weren't worried about computers. We were worried about Apple's, people worried Apple's about the computers. From the factory like, um, like I'm gonna get two or some shit. I worked that night. I brought all my guns to work with me because I didn't own a safe, and put them in the safe at work, and was like, okay, you know what? That's at least a this coke way, fuel I, decision if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, I know. What the fuck did you think your guns were computer power or something? That makes no, no sense. That means Not I didn't have make the PC work any better. I know. I didn't have to worry about somebody breaking into my house to get my guns because their PC broke down. That's what they thought. Every the whole world was going to collapse well, because like nobody could get porn anymore. They're going to break into your house. No porn <laughs> wasn't even a thing back then. <laughs> Not for free. Busting houses, killing people, and stealing their porn CDs. <laughs> what they were worried about? The world is they collapsed, were, and I can't get the internet for free. Anymore. They were worried yeah, about. Oh my god! They were worried about water. That was the most not being delivered. Up bullshit it was ever. Total bullshit. It was people right. trying to make a buck. Oh look! No, you don't have to worry about predicted it. You don't have to worry about the thing. You have to worry about the people worried about the thing. Two thousand five. I prayed. I prayed for that to happen. I remember. Where were you living? Fucking Junction City. I was sitting there with my baby, and my son had just been born. Like I, did, I don't know, a month before. I did before. take my babies and my my then lady into the house and lock it for the night. I was because sitting there. I, I, I wasn't know. worried about the collapse actually happening. I wasn't worried about people who were worried about the collapse so, actually happening. Again, what I just said. <laughs> I'm I not worried about beer. what the computer I, I says. I beer and ice cream. I was sitting there hammer drunk with my kid watching the TV, and I was like, please let this happen. I don't ask for much. Please let go global. That's a Tuesday, right? Happen. Yeah, I was praying for it, and then it didn't happen. I was like, fuck. All God right. damn it. Now i got to return those library books. So, <laughs> 2005, <laughs> after Rupert finally did return those library books, uh, <laughs> IBM obtained That's some, what it was. IBM it obtained... Was people trying to sell services. Anarchist cookbook. That's what it was. <laughs> I was just like, what you the can't hell? get that at the library. It's thrown out, man. They don't, Back they then, you could. That. Not to mention, if, if there was a copy, it was stolen every other week. That's why they quit carrying it. It's the best way to get a copy that doesn't have, like, my name, I ordered the internet. My fucking name's on that. I got a hookup. No, I got my own copy. Fuck it, it's already on the internet. I don't care. You sold it on the internet? No, I bought it on the internet. <laughs> oh. Actually. Yeah, they know I bought the, uh, no, the, the re-release of it. But either way, so... I think if you... 2005, IBM obtains the most U.S. patents of any other company. This is the 13th year in a row that they achieved that. Jesus Christ, it's like they're the Beatles. It Times two, yeah. Uh, it, it was the last time that they did that in succession, anyhow. But that's kind of amazing. A 13-year run of one company having the most U.S. registered patents is kind of amazing. And I'm going to kill it off at the last point. Holy crap. Wait, that's not even the first go-through. Why is that th- so expensive? No, it's been reproduced over and over. I got a copy in the shelf. So Why is it $677? Right? <laughs> that's a that probably no first sense. pressing. $677 is first pressing. I did not pay that for That's not copy. what the first one looked like. I had the first one of that thing. All right. <laughs> that's not what it looks like. All right, last that's IBM point, and then we can talk about the Anarchist Cookbook extra soda or something. You know what? Okay? If, you, if you buy the Anarchist Cookbook for $677, you should take the plans, build a gun, and shoot yourself. All right. <laughs> Blow yourself up with a bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a moron. Who 2009, IBM suffers another scandal. There were a handful of scandals I did not write down. Right. But this one was kind of a big deal one. 
claims of insider trading and hedge fund mistreatment surface. There are people fired. There are people imprisoned. There's a big to-do. Uh, IBM starts falling. And at this point in time, when was the last time you used IBM in a sentence containing the word computer? And... Okay. I'm going to give them a pat on the back for more than a hundred years of changing the technology of the world and their contributions. Although, you know, I skipped over some technical faulty things that may have caused plane wrecks in the 80s and such. They've done their job. Never been a huge fan. I've been an Apple guy all the way. It was interesting to read, though. I could find very few serious faults. It was more human faults than company faults. John? They didn't do anything wrong, actually. It was all about ones and zeros. That was their business. It's from word go to almost about 50 years ago. It was ones and zeros. Just do the thing, make computing, and make life easier. And then they got complicated. They started doing printers. And when they started doing the whole business solution thing, they tried to make life easy. And anytime you make life easy, it doesn't work. And now you end up with whole offices of big old the, the printers that we see that have 15 different layers on them. And they all say IBM, and they're all dedicated software, dedicated servers, dedicated this, this, that, and the other. No, it's... Fuck that. Nobody's integrated the way they want to be. And they stuck to what they wanted to do. They didn't talk to Apple. They didn't talk to Microsoft. They didn't do anything else. They did what they did. I strongly disagree with that because we covered the topic where they made a business deal with Apple. Uh, anyway. No, they did not. They did not. Uh, uh, they ahead. didn't. Go, they um, didn't I'm, make it your good. Your wrap up. I should have been quiet. Sorry. What ended up happening there is IBM ended up doing what they wanted to do, which in the last few years, uh, fifteen, has made them suffer. So they did a lot of things to begin with that were really good, and then they failed horribly at the end. That's my take. So I grew up programming on IBM mainframes and uh, was always used to thinking of IBM as a <coughs> non-consumer products company. Like they made, you know, industrial products as far as I was concerned, and I never thought of them as a consumer-based thing. And uh, they're really good at making mainframes. Um, and uh, then the PC came out, and they tried to sort of do that, but that just really wasn't their thing. Uh, they invented a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they didn't, you know, they, they, they sort of revolutionized us, but <coughs> it wasn't just them. Like, uh, without Bell Labs... You don't have the transistor. You don't have RAM memory. You know, it, without that, you don't have computers. So it's not like they invented the whole thing. They, you know, they're they part of a whole bunch of American industry that, uh, you know, 
got involved with that and did it, you know. So, great. I can't get too excited about them, but I can't knock them too much either. <laughs>